Welcome to my podcast. Janina Tomasini is a magical woman, a sought-after guide and very looked-up to figure in the psychedelic space. If you are interested in doing a 5-MeO-DMT exploration in Mexico City, also known as Bufo or the Toad, Janina is really the one you'll want by your side. She also has a very successful podcast, Sabiduria Psicodélica in which she tells us what she has learned about life through the use of sacred plants and multidimensional experiences. I visited her in her beautiful home in the very south of the city to speak to her about all things DMT and more. I'm so excited to speak to you, Janina. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the Funga podcast. I've been wanting to speak to you for a very long time because I've heard so much about the work that you do and, you know, everyone and and anyone that I hear that has done DMT has done it with you. So thank <laughs> very you so much. Fortunate to be here in your home as well, um, and to see you know the place where where you give all your guidance. And so I want to start right at the beginning, and I'm very curious about how you got into this work, how you got interested in in plants and sacred plants, and and how you started your work as a guide. Since many years ago. Um, I grew up with a family that is a very open mind family that explore themselves through medicines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I grew up listening to my father talking about LSD, talking about mushrooms, talking about peyote and like different medicines for the expansion of the mind. So I never had like any fear about it. I never perceived these tools like something scary or something that I should not try. Mm -hmm. So when I was super young, I started working in art. I was an art critic or like a journalist uh, related with contemporary art. And people start to say like, you don't need to work on that. You should change your your path. In art, there is no money. And like they were like full of judgment around art. And I went to the to the Oaxaca mountains to do my first mushroom ceremony with a with the guidance of a shaman. Um, and it was really powerful for me. I was like 19 years old mm-hmm. and. In that journey, I had a revelation that my hands goes directly to the sun and I receive a message that you need to trust. If you have these two hands, nothing is going to to be a problem. You, you need to trust on whatever you need or whatever you want to experiment in your life. So since that moment, I start to be super interested in the psychedelic medicine. Mm-hmm. I study journalism in the university and I start to write for many like uh, alternative media 
And one day I smoked the synthetic DMT and a friend of mine said, well, if you are interested in, in the synthetic, when you try the, the, the toad medicine, it's going to blow your, your mind. It's the best experience in, you can imagine. So uh, for me, that was super mind-blowing, you know, because in that moment, I can understand plants, I can understand cactus, I can understand mushrooms, but I never thought about secretions of animals. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow, what is this like new trend that people is trying these secretions? So I went to the Sonora Desert to smoke the secretion as a journalist to write an article about it. And the, and the medicine takes me to the most powerful and transcendental experience of my life. It was so powerful that it takes my life forever, you know, like my, mm -hmm. my compromise with the medicine, it becomes like, it opens immediately. I was like, wow, this medicine needs to be, we need to talk about this medicine. We need to explore this medicine. We need to do an investigation around this medicine. So I dedicate my one year of my life to do a, like a whole investigation around the medicine. Mm -hmm. And during that year, I start to study shamanism, um, ontogonic shamanism that is related also with Hinduism and Buddhism and all the Mexican traditions. And I start to study sound and energy management and like many different things. And I start to smoke the secretion with different facilitators and to see if this was like an ancestral practice or was more like a contemporary uh, discover or what's happening with this medicine mm -hmm. after this year of investigation one day I was in the office I was the like the boss of a newspaper and I was like no I, I don't I don't need to be here I need to move to the medicine I, I, I felt the call you know to yeah. to move there and so I say bye to my office work and I start to work with the medicine and now it's 10 years of serving the toad medicine and exploring all the possibilities with this medicine. I explored my consciousness through many many different medicines but the only one that I serve is the toad medicine and uh, I, I have a very passionate love for this medicine because in my opinion is the most powerful revelation of all. It's known to be the strongest, no, of all the psychedelics. Yes, it's considered the strongest, um, but it depends on perception. Right. Because sometimes people feel that ayahuasca is stronger than the toad, but it depends on how you perceive the journey or how strong is your ego during <laughs> the journey. <laughs> right, how difficult it is to, to cross the bridge. But I, I've heard that in DMT you don't even have that struggle, like it's so beyond your control, you smoke it and bam, you're, you're somewhere else. It depends. Okay. Sometimes people go directly to that space of unity right? and they really enjoy that possibility, but sometimes our mind is stronger than the medicine and mm -hmm. could be like a, a fight between ego and spirituality or like a ego and unity. It's like uh, the possibility of being one with everything, but we as a human, we need to hold ourselves to something. 
So we hold it to ourselves. So when you are guiding someone, can you see when they're in that space? Yes, of course. You can see where where they they are because you can see through the physical reaction mm-hmm. uh, how they are navigating the medicine. The most powerful tool during this process is our breath. Mm-hmm. So people that is connected with their breath, they they are navigating the experience in a very beautiful way. Like you can see that they are like a, like a breathing deeply but they are like navigating correctly the medicine and when people go directly to their minds the breath is like mm-hmm. so you can see where where they are have you had some very frightening reactions yes of course many mm-hmm. many 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 um i can i can tell you something When I start, the reactions of the people were stronger than now. Okay. I have a theory. Um, you know, there is a theory that monkeys that learn something specific in the Congo and they integrate a specific skill. Scientists, they don't know why, but monkeys in Australia start to do exactly the same skills so there is like a like a collective consciousness consciousness mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter where you are the monkeys develop like the skill that is in the other part of the world okay That's very interesting. Yeah. so i think that is the same with humans uh when we start to open the conversation around psychedelics there were no information and there was a lot of judgment around Mm -hmm. the uses of this medicine. So um, after the pandemic situation that we really understand that we need to work on our consciousness and we need to start to open the conversation about these tools, something changed. And now the reactions in the medicine are so different than 10 years ago. Now people, they don't arrive here without information. Now there is so many podcasts, there is so many articles, there is so many people open talking about their experiences Mm -hmm. that it's completely different the approach now than before. So now I can tell you that I hold space for many minds that are super open and previously worketh. I mean, like, they go to psychotherapy, they already took ayahuasca, they, like, did different explorations. And so it's easier to open the toes than before. But so, because I'm I'm very curious about it, but obviously also have some reservations. I've heard some stories of people reacting in a really bad way, you know, screaming, rolling around. Like, it looks very frightening, some of these episodes, you know. But I've also seen, I've, you know, the first actually psychedelic that was done in front of me was DMT. And it was a very beautiful, it was a very beautiful journey. And when he came back, he said that he was dancing in the, in the sky with the angels, like, and you could see it in his body, he was very relaxed. But, um, yeah, I just, I wonder for you, I mean, you must have seen it all. What do you do? What do you do in those moments when, when someone is reacting very, very badly? 
do you just wait and let them come out of it themselves or is there something that do you come to them do you touch them do you try to help them through that that difficult moment there is so many things to say around this um first of all it's it's really complicated to assume that the medicine is yourself the the process that it's open during this ceremony it's yourself you are seeing yourself mm-hmm. so sometimes to see your controller side your your super big fear to die like the um, egocentric side of yourself face to face is something really difficult to accept yeah so that's why people feel that the um, toad medicine is the most difficult medicine but at the end it's an opportunity to see whatever you need to heal and you will do it in the medicine or later but in some point of our adult life we need to open that door and to see what is inside of ourselves Mm -hmm. Um, as an adult we shut down the possibility of a cathartic space a crazy cathartic, cathartic space right it's so scary to imagine ourselves screaming rolling around mm-hmm. naked vomiting uh vulnerable yeah. no it's something really big to to open or to decide uh, to to open so i think that that's why people classify the toad as the strongest medicine because it's it's that space it's that moment of craziness when you really you really see that that craziness that madness that this control is all the possibilities in the universe hold it in yourself because we have a little bit of everything right mm-hmm. that's why we have empathy for everyone because we see ourselves in others one would hope <laughs> <laughs> exactly i hope so yeah. <laughs> so yes that the thought it's it, it's that moment of our lives that we we connect with mm-hmm. that cathars, cathartic space with that craziness um with that vulnerability and i think that it's really important to to allow ourselves in the in some point of our lives to open that. Mm-hmm. Now, as a facilitator, my way of facilitating this medicine is with a very deep sound meditation. I'm a sound uh, facilitator. I have been studying sound for eight years and I create a very beautiful music ceremony to hold space for you. It's wonderful. Oh. So the best way of creating the best ambient for your process is uh, singing, playing the singing bowls, gongs, flutes, like all the instruments. But when someone is in a crazy moment of cathartic and craziness, uh, the only thing that you can do is to hold space in a very respectful way because you cannot have a conversation with someone that is not here. You cannot say like, oh, try to not screaming or like no you just need to be like super 
uh, professional in that way, like uh, just a holding space for not harming themselves mm -hmm. um, and try to remember them to breathe. That's the most important thing. Um, Essent oils are super helpful in that moment because the mind is in other space and when you bring the smell to this space, you bring it back a little bit. So I work with essence, I work with music, um, but definitely with some, with some, when someone is in that space, you just need to be super respect, respectful and patient yeah. to bring it back in 15 minutes. That's a, the good thing about this medicine, no? it's just 15 it's very minutes. very short, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you've never had someone almost dying or... Never. Uh, I think that there is so many legends and different um, misty informations around the toad. The toad is super... Um, what's the word? Seguro? Uh, safe. Safe, exactly. It's super safe. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you work with the correct amount of medicine... So that's why it's really important that your facilitator use a scale and like weight the, the medicine and give you a, a medium dose. You don't need to, to, know, to connect with the toad medicine in the first encounter with a crazy dose because you never know how it's going to be the reaction. Yeah. So it's really important to go step by step with the medicine. It's better that you smoke three, four times in your life and you go from a low dose to a, a big dose and to see how is your reaction than if you go with a toad with a crazy dose in the first one. So it's a very safe medicine if you smoke it with a professional one, a professional person that have been working with the medicine a lot of time. If you have someone that is taking care of you because sometimes you can vomit during mm -hmm. the process so someone needs to take care of you watch you yeah. exactly and the and the measurements no that that's really important how many sessions have you done in your life uh, guided sorry how many yes. sessions have you guided yeah uh well last year i had an interview with a with a guy that came from USA and we were like making numbers mm -hmm. like how many people per week and like for many years and like and we were like in that moment around 12,000 people 12,000 personas wow si. 12,000 si, 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 so many people <laughs> it's incredible yes and you know it's it's just that I start to connect connect with people I start with my friends I start serving the medicine to my friends. I was not planning to become a facilitator or something like that. I was like serving the medicine to my dearest. And suddenly my dearest bring another people and another people and another people. And now 10 years after I have been holding space for so, so many it's people from all around the world. But um, now that my podcast uh, start to be so so big also many people from all around the world came to to do that medicine with me and so super honor to to serve this this space in the best way possible oh and God. most respectful way possible i have so much respect for you because the things that you must have seen as well and and the the beautiful connections that you must have had with all of your 
you know, all of your, I mean, what would you call them, your, the people that come to you. Yes. Um, it must have been very special, each, each and every one, and very different also. Imagine that as a facilitator, you are never disconnected from the feeling, right? Mm -hmm. It's like if someone is working, they're lost of like they lost a, a, a child or they lost a parent or they are struggling with a, abuse or they are integrating a very difficult experience. They talk about all that feeling and you as a facilitator you are never never disconnected from the the feeling you are working the same uh, understanding so i think that you become kind of an anthropologist of the human emotions mm -hmm. you are always listening and you are always super empathic to all the information so you can see yourself in everyone mm -hmm. so you you start to really live your life with the conviction of everything is connected everyone we are one no? yeah. it's not like you and i and like it's a collective collective that is working to be the best version so also it's really beautiful to see all this side of humanity that it's super open to work on on themselves yeah. i'm always full of hope because i see that side of humanity i don't see the side that, that is like ah, i don't give a shit <laughs> it's more like yeah. i see all the people that is compromised with their expansion so it's really beautiful it's a it's very beautiful. beautiful work yeah. yes <laughs> no incredible i want to go over to to the questions the three questions that i've that i've mentioned to you before but before that i'm so interested in in your process when it comes to this whole you know this whole job of guiding people how do you clean yourself because most guides that i know say that every time they work with someone especially people that have gone through a lot of trauma it's obviously energy that's in the room and that affects you as well um, so usually they go through a purifying process of either taking the medicine themselves, I mean once a month, once every few weeks, yes, or they have other ways of 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 cleaning themselves. Well, for me, the most important piece of the puzzle that a facilitator needs to have mm -hmm. is to work on the, on them on themselves. It's really important as a facilitator to to create your own process, you know? You cannot hold space and be empathic and give good advices if you don't work on yourself. Sure. So I will always, I'm, I'm always compromised with my expansion. I'm always in my psychotherapy. I'm always um, taking, re taking different retreats, taking the medicine. Like ayahuasca, mushrooms, peyote, the, the secretion of the toad. I'm always exploring myself, self uh, through psychedelics. Um, but I also believe that the best protection that you can have in your life is a good heart. Mm. You cannot be threaded by something if you are a good person. Um, I don't believe in like 
black energies or like bad energies or like someone is crying in my space opening a very difficult process and I'm uh, like believe it can touch you exactly no when you are clear about yourself when you are clear about your work uh, when you are holding space but after that you're a normal human being Mm -hmm. you can take all that information all that process during the ceremony but after becoming yourself again um i'm a mexican so i also have all this cosmovision a shamanic cosmovision i grew up with my mother like taking a egg and like putting the egg in in my whole body to clean when i'm like struggling with something my mother was like ah no you are struggling let's make a clean with a egg (laughs) my favorite is the knives when it rains in the in the exactly and when we have a party a family party my mother was like putting a knife in the in the earth to take the rain out like we have all this cosmovision you know so i grew up with all these uh, beliefs yeah um so i have also a witch that is part of my family Mm -hmm. that is always coming to my house to do like a super deep, deep uh, cleanse yeah. and with fire and knives and uh, like praying different things. And I have something here, like uh, all my, my protection, protection pendants. Yeah. And see, I, I believe in all those kind Me of things. Me too, see? absolutely. And also, you know, um, it's really important as a facilitator to establish limits. Sure, boundaries. Boundaries. Yeah. To select who is coming to your place, mm-hmm. who is going to open that doors of perception. Because if you are open to give the medicine to everyone, it's a very difficult work. You become the national uh, trash space for everyone. You know, like uh, your, your house become a trash can Mm -hmm. because people that never work on themselves and they have this like a fantasy of like I'm going to smoke the toad and everything is going to to heal and everything is going to be fine with the psychedelic medicine that's a big mistake yeah because if they don't have pre-work on their consciousness you open that door for everyone you become the trash of everyone so it's really important to establish boundaries, to select the people that is coming to your space, mm-hmm. to do the a whole questionnaire, like a, a whole list of questions, to see if the person is ready to connect with this information. Yeah. That's the most important part of being a good facilitator, to select the people, to be super honest with, with the consult, consultant. Like, you know... I don't want to be rude. I just want to be super honest. I don't think that this is your moment to connect with the toad. Maybe you should start with something more easy, something more light mm-hmm. than the toad. No? Because sometimes people want to come to the toad when they never try a mushroom, a marijuana, not even one alter is alterate state of mind. Yeah. And they want to go directly to the toad. So you need to select sure. and when you select your work is so beautiful yeah no that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense sí. okay perfect so 
let's move to the first question, which is, please share a moment in your life that you've been confronted with the harshness of reality. Recently, recently I have a situation. Um, there was a, a woman that came to smoke the, the toad with me and said, I admire you so much, Janina, because you are so brave. And I was like, oh, well, thank you so much for saying that, but I never consider myself like brave. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, if I need to describe myself, I will say so many other things than I'm a brave person. Mm -hmm. But then I understood why this person said that, because when you confront to the reality of the world uh, about psychedelics, you really see why people perceive me as some, someone brave because I do a lot of psychedelic um, activism mm -hmm. in Mexico City and I, I live in a bubble, you know, I, I'm friend of everyone that is super open and like super psychedelic person, persons and my friends are super open mind, but that's not the reality. So when I have situations with very close mind people mm -hmm. that are full of judgment around the psychedelic medicine and they need to, and they try to, to close your message to push you back to not open the conversation of this information, you really start to see why people perceive people that is open the conversation of this as brave yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. So that's my revelation. Like, I'm a brave person now. That <laughs> But it's wonderful, though, actually. Yes. It's a lovely quality. Yes. And it's so important, I mean, that, that, that you fight publicly for... For this movement, I mean, it's it's people like you who, which is so needed right now to to propel this movement forwards. Otherwise, yes. it won't reach where we all hope that it will, but it won't get there. Yeah. And we are so double moral, you know. Like we are like, oh, we we are so worried about all these people taking microdosing. We are so worried about all the people that is opening their consciousness with psychedelic medicine, but we are not worried about all the pharma. We are not worried about all this this pandemic situation, not around the virus, around the anxiety, depression, like fears. Yeah. No? So we are double moral and we need to see that. We, why we are so worried about the expansion of the consciousness instead of being worried about the, yeah. you know, the, it's true. People will, the, will, the whole disconnection. Yeah. Yeah, I it, saw it the other, the other day in, I have a private group on Facebook uh, with all the people that listen my podcast. And there was a, a woman that opened the conversation about taking uh, mushrooms during giving a breast breast feeding breast milk uh, yeah <laughs> by breastfeeding yeah exactly so imagine after giving birth this woman was struggling with a lot of depression mm -hmm. it was like i don't want to take pills i want to take something natural yeah. and people was like oh my god you're so crazy you cannot wait you are giving life to a baby and blah 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 and it's like it's so double moral it's true but i think we also 
we have to give it a little more time because you know obviously a lot of people have this opinion because that's what the government shared about the medicine it was a false you know narrative about exactly. these substances and i do think that it's changing more and more yes and in a few years when there's also more research done on it mm-hmm. i think the judgment will will subside a bit and i do also find people are getting more conscious about the food that we're eating and you know legal drugs like yes. tobacco alcohol coffee See, the things. conversation now is open people is super curious about yeah. all this information and we are like spectators of all this the whole revolution evolution of this yeah. medicine so it's it's good that's an interesting interesting time to be alive yes right <laughs> so so realistic <laughs> well that leads to the next question which is share a moment in your life that felt completely surreal well the, the first time that i smoked the dmt not the toad medicine the synthetic dmt mm-hmm. i smoke it and i smoke it like five days before my wedding And I got married in a very beautiful lagoon that is in Mexico called Bacalar. And in my journey, I saw myself transforming into a pink dolphin and my husband into a blue uh, dolphin. And we were jumping in the lagoon. We were kissing each other. And the two dolphins were kissing and like... Uh, expuls- expulsing like hearts, like very beautiful hearts, no? like a very like Lisa Frank image. Yeah. Okay. So my husband uh, is a filmmaker, mm-hmm. and two days after that, was recording a, a TV commercial in the middle of Santa Fe here in Mexico City, and was like ah, f- filming something, and suddenly from the sky a balloon of a pink dolphin and a blue dolphin kissing each other with little hearts (laughs) came from the sky and was in the middle of the shot and the director said like ah let's cut because this balloon came from the sky and my husband was paralyzed like no fucking way imagine like two days after this journey and all these visions The balloon that was exactly my vision came from the sky. So that was the moment that I got super in love with DMT, you know, like, because for me it was like, wow, this medicine is not about just the journey. It's also something that goes out of the journey and like, like it becomes reality. It, it's part of reality. No, the revelation. Yeah. There is no lines of separation between that multidimensional space and reality. So for me, that was a revelation. Like, oh my God, this is so, everything is connected. I love stories of synchronicity. It's like, it's my absolute favorite thing when it comes to psychedelics, because you hear stories like this all the time. And yes. With people that have experienced it. And it's just, it's like, it's magic. It's true magic. But I love the thought of that there is magic all around us always, right? And we just have to pay attention and we'll see those things more and more when when you start when you've experienced one like you're more 
prone to to paying attention right to give it attention because once you've had one you want you you're curious to see so many more but wow that is a beautiful story that's why appreciate appreciation 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 is so important in life because we can be like here in a forest and there Imagine that there are like 10 different trees that are magical, but if we don't appreciate them, mm -hmm. they are not alive. They are not part of our reality. That's why it's so important our presence in life. Yeah. Because if you are present in the moment, you are opening that magic, right? It's like, oh my God, that tree is so powerful and it's so magical. So and true. See, but, we need to be here. But that's what psychedelics are able to teach us as well. Yes. You know, to appreciate those things. One obviously forgets, you know, in the in the chaos of everyday life and stress and whatever, but I do think that it leads to a lot of happiness when one keeps that very present to try to appreciate like the small things and the wonders of of nature and, and everything that's around us. Yes. Because it really is a wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last question was, if you could choose to exist as a plant, which one would it be? Ooh. Mm. As a plant? Well, maybe I will choose to be a flower, like a magnolia. I love the, the, the magnolia trees. I have many here in the garden. And I love the smell of the magnolias. I think that I, I will choose a magnolia. Uh, because a psychedelic plant, in case that I need to choose a psychedelic plant, I will choose ayahuasca, the vine. I love ayahuasca so much. Uh, I will say that I will not be the woman that I am today without the lessons that I received through ayahuasca. So I love that vine. <laughs> Amazing. Once you cut the magnolia off the tree, it starts to die Like it, it basically dies. It needs to live on the tree in symbiosis with the tree. Yes, in fact, during the process, like when the flower opens, it's a very beautiful moment because it lasts one day. Mm -hmm. You have a magnolia that smells incredible, that is the best flower ever, but it's just a, like a show of one day. No? Like yeah. you have this beautiful situation one day and then it dies. That's no, a beautiful tree. Okay, wonderful answer. And now, I have not told you about this, but I ask all my guests some fire questions. Yes. So the point is just to answer it in a sentence, word or a sentence, but you don't have to elaborate, basically. Okay. What is your definition of spirituality? My definition of spirituality... I think that spirituality is it's the experience of life we are spiritual beings having a human experience not the, the vice versa no, no, it's completely the, the opposite it's like we are here to be spirituals you know so everyone is a spiritual we cannot say this one yes and this one not everything is a spiritual what is the most important thing for our world I think that compassion, compassion and empathy. If we have those two, we can connect with everyone mm -hmm. without judgment and to really honor the experience of everyone here. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, that's beautiful. It's absolutely true. Because everyone is doing the best they can, right? Yeah. With whatever they have. So we need to honor the experience of everyone and stop being like good and bad and like... Mm -hmm. No, I think that's that's something that I try to, to practice as much as I can. It's difficult for me to try to let go of judgment. Also, I grew up in a very Catholic way. Mm -hmm. I think judgment is a very big part of Christianity. And it's, 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 it's in me, you know, yes. but as I've grown older and lived in different places, like that is really something that I have to have learned and try to, to subdue as much as I can. I start to read Osho. It's a, guru, a, a very famous guru from like the 80s, 70s. Um, their, their, their books are really good for, for that. For that. Yes. Okay. It's a very open guy that talks about spirituality, like a sex, mm -hmm. expansion of mind, like so many different topics in a very open way and super clear about the control of religion. So, so nice. Thank see, you. You yeah. will love it. No, I will. I'm going to order that. What do you think happens after we die? Uh, the beginning of the process, it's the same of the toad, I will say. The entrance of dying, it's the toad medicine. Mm -hmm. Because after so many years of uh, having experiences with the toad, I think that the toad is the school of the good dying. We need to prepare ourselves to die. Mm -hmm. we, we need to stop the judgment or the fears around dying or like, don't talk about it. Huh? Like, we need to start to, to talk about that death and to prepare ourselves to transcend ourselves in a very beautiful s celebration, you know, in a very beautiful way. Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, imagine like a, Like super hold it to ourselves and like no I don't want to die and I'm so related with my apprehensions and like we need to learn so I think that when we die we are going to be part of everything is oneness is the experience of being one with everything that's a moment but do you think we stay around like the earth I think that we go to a space that it's not related anymore with anything Right. That's the, the, the toad experience. No? That moment of stop being yourself and melting yourself with love, with everything. Um, but I can see during this process that you can melt yourself to that space with a lot of grace mm -hmm. of you can struggle. So I don't want to struggle the day that I die. I want to to die with a lot of grace. Como se dice? Gracia. Grace, yes. Grace. I have uh -huh. a feeling like you will. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> <laughs> the last one is, if you could create one law that everyone in the world needs to follow, what would it be? Live your life and allow everyone to live their life the way they, that they want. Mm -hmm. Stop being judgmental. Stop being... Uh, stop being hypocrite 
yeah hypocrites yes concerned with what other people are doing stop holding your truth like the universal truth yeah there is so many truths there is so many dimensions there is so many possibilities that we need to be open if we don't open ourselves to all the possibilities we close doors to our perception Mm -hmm. the best way of growing is to be open yeah if we are open we connect with so many beautiful options you know like if we start to see beauty in all the humans imagine the transformation that you will receive of course if we like I, i i do retreats since many years ago and our retreats are so eclectic you know Amazing. like I I had a retreat this weekend and there were like 30 people from all around the world and from all the ages like a 50 but 20 but 25 but 60 like so many possibilities like a super nerdy computer guy or from a lawyer from a very spiritual shamanic woman and like mm-hmm. there is so many possibilities happening and when you are in that space with all these possibilities you see that there is beauty in everyone yeah and there is a possibility of connection with everyone when you are open and when you respect the vision of the other one So I think that the best way of living our lives is to respect everyone, to be open. Intelligence is it's that, you know, intelligence is to respect all the possibilities. So That's beautiful. See? Thank you, Yanina. <laughs> wow. What with your retreats, how do you how do you structure them? My retreats uh, are called a Cosmic Revelation. Mm-hmm. That's the, the name of my retreats. And we have a very beautiful medicine music concert uh, the first day. Then we have the next day a conversation and a preparation for the toad medicine. Mm -hmm. Then we do the toad. Uh, In the afternoon, we have conversations for integration. And the next day, we do cambo for detoxify the whole body. Uh, it's not a psychedelic experience it's just a physical experience that uh, it's a the complement of the spiritual revelation of the toad and and then we have a and then we have a the andino at despacho andino it's a ritual from peru that is a call based in a concept called aini reciprocity mm-hmm. and so we teach people about reciprocity reciprocity exactly yeah. it's a difficult word for me yeah. uh, we teach people about that concept because it's really important to receive but also to give to mother earth mm-hmm. so we have a very beautiful ritual to say thank you that's lovely yeah. yes and then we have a dinner together and then yoga the whole retreat every day Yes. Beautiful. See? I would love to come to one of those. Yes, please. <laughs> so before we end, I would just ask you to give some advices for, you know, books, articles, films, um, and just maybe even just personal preparation that, that people can do if they're interested in in doing the toad. Okay. Um, so we need to accept that we receive the facilitator that we deserve. And that, to say the word deserve, means 
the, the time that you are taking to investigate different information. So take, take in count that this is, this is going to be one of the most important moments of your life. Mm -hmm. So you need to be super responsible about it. You need to read, you need to hear podcasts, you need to ask questions to people that you know that already explore with psychedelics. It's really good if you have a facilitator that already served the medicine to some of your friends. So try to do a whole investigation around it. Yeah. Around it. Um, there is so many good information on podcasts. I have a podcast in case that you speak Spanish. Call it Psychedelic Wisdom, Sabiduría Psicodélica. I have been uh, doing this podcast for the last four years and a half. So there is more than 220 episodes about all these possibilities. Um, there is so many good books like the Michael Poland uh, book about like uh, how to change, how your, to mind. change your mind. Um, Stealing Fire. Mm -hmm. There are so many good ones, but more than books, I will say explore, explore podcast. There is yeah. so many good interviews and there is so many good, you know, like investigators, scientifics, uh, people that is in this path uh, sharing good information. So that's the best way of knowing if this possibility is a possibility for you. Not everyone needs to do psychedelics. Not everyone. No. If you feel the call, follow your call. But if you don't feel it, don't force it. Okay? And um, Gaia is a good channel also with good information. There is a series called Psycho, Psychedelica. Psychedelica? Psychedelica. Psychedelica. I love that one. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. But it depends on the medicine that you are looking for. Sure. Because there is so many information right now about mushrooms, about ayahuasca. There is less information about the toad or about yopo mm -hmm. no, or about iboga. So you need to explore more if you are taking the deci decision of opening those doors. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. coming. What a wonderful wonderful conversation we had. Gracias. <laughs>